0: Hi, welcome to Feel the Boot. I'm Lance and today I want to talk about option grants from the employer's perspective. Understanding how options work can make a big difference to both employee retention and founder dilution. Options and option plans are one of the most complicated things facing new founders. Often, they have a general idea of how they work from being an employee in the past, but the details in this case, as with many others, really matter. Now, I'm not offering financial advice today. If you're dealing with creating an option plan or granting options, it's critical to talk to a lawyer and an accountant. When a company grants an employee stock options, what they're doing is giving that employee the right to buy a certain amount of stock at a particular price called the strike price, sometime before the option expires. So, for example, if you're hiring a new senior developer, you might be giving them an option to buy 10,000 shares at $1 a share sometime within the next 10 years. Businesses issue options to employees, board members, advisors, sometimes even contractors for a number of reasons. First and foremost, they do it because it aligns everyone's interests then the employees benefit from the same increase in share value that the founders benefit from. It also is a way of providing appropriate compensation to employees without expending cash, because particularly in early stage companies, cash is in very short supply. Third, it allows you to reward employees for exceptional performance. People who are really making a difference in the success of the business can participate in that success, and finally, you're compensating the employees for taking a big risk and generally a salary cut to come work for your early stage company. Before you as CEO can issue any option grants to employees, you need to create an option plan, and that's not something you're legally allowed to do on your own. That's actually a shareholder issue. So once you create the plan, that describes how the options will work and allocates an amount of stock that the options will be issued against, you need to go to the shareholders to get that approved. After that, even granting options to your employees isn't something you as CEO can do on your own. That requires approval of the board of directors. Now, in a very early stage company, you may be, yourself, the vast majority of shareholders and the entire board. So you could just sit in a room and do this. But you actually need to do it while wearing each of the individual hats and documenting it appropriately. Option pools are one of the most confusing aspects of the whole option process for founders. When you're going to create an option plan, you need to set aside a certain amount of stock against which the options are granted because anytime you give someone an option to buy stock, there has to be the ability to do so. So the certain amount of stock is authorized and set aside just for that purpose. It can't be used for anything else. So if everyone who had an option suddenly decided to exercise them all at once, they're guaranteed to be able to do so. Now, you don't necessarily need to grant all of the options in the pool at once. In fact, you generally don't want to. So if you're setting this up and you know right now you want to grant a million options to your existing employees. You might want to create an option pool of two million shares. That way, you're going to allocate the first million now, and you've got another million shares that you could issue options against at some time in the future for your next hires, for the people you're bringing on board, or to continue to reward and incentivize your existing employees. Because once you empty that pool, now you need to go back to the shareholders to authorize a larger pool. If you're a tech startup, a good rule of thumb is that your option pool should be about 10 to 20% of the total shares in your company. Now, that'll get used up over time, and of course, your company will be worth more as it grows. So you'll be wanting to adjust your option pool each time you get a new investment round. In fact, your new investors are likely to insist that you adjust your option pool before they invest. There's some interesting and opposing interests in how and when to adjust that option pool. As an investor, I would want you to increase the option pool as much as possible because that option pool effectively dilutes all the existing shareholders. And I don't want to suffer that dilution because I know the next investor will also want to increase it. So as an investor in this round, I want to see the option pool as large as possible, of course. You as the founder or CEO, you don't want to see yourself diluted, so you'd like to grow it as little as possible, but probably enough to make sure that you can still issue all the options you intend to before the next funding after that. So let's look at an example. Suppose your company has a $10 million valuation and you have 10 million shares that you've issued. So that looks at face value like you should have a share price of $1 per share. but The share price that an investor is going to use is calculated based on the fully diluted shares. So we need to include the option pool. So let's suppose in addition to the 10 million issued shares, you have a pool of a million options. So now you have a $10 million valuation across 11 million options, which gives you about 93 cents a share. And that's what the investor will be paying to buy stock in your company. But they think that you might need to have a 2 million share option pool because they know you're going to be doing a lot of key hires. Well, if you have a two million option share, now it's a ten million dollar valuation across 12 million shares. So now you're looking at 83 cents a share that's almost a 10% difference to you as the founder. It's extra dilution that you've suffered. So there's going to be a negotiation that takes place and perhaps you'll end up agreeing that 15 million shares is enough of a headroom to allow you to continue to grant options to the people you're planning on hiring, but not more than you'll need before the next round you envision in say 18 months. It's important to remember, everyone's on the same page about making sure your option pool is big enough. We all know that the company needs to issue options to bring in the right talent and retain them. And the success of the company really is totally reliant on that talent. So just how many options should you be granting to someone? Well, if they're co-founders, that's just going to be a negotiation question. How much do you think that each of you is contributing to the future value of the company and future value really is the key. It shouldn't be based on how many hours you've already put in or who's giving up the most salary, who's making the biggest difference to the future of the company. That's where you're going to allocate it. And then any other very early hires, you may be looking at, again, a percentage of the company. So a new senior VP of engineering who's going to be running the whole operation, maybe they get a percent or two of the company as their option pool. But after that, you're going to want to start looking at what's the actual value of those options. And quickly, it'll become very small fractions of a percent of the company in any given grant. But if the company ends up being worth a billion dollars, that can still be worth a lot to any of those individuals. And you can use an option calculator to try to get a sense of how much is an option grant worth when you give it to them. Now, of course, technically, because you'd be issuing the options with a strike price equal to the current fair market value, they're at this instant worth nothing. You can't actually exercise the option and get any money at all. But there's the time value. We know that companies generally grow. We know that there's some volatility. The odds are at some point I would be able to exercise the option and make money. And so in a very early stage company, you might assume that there's 150% volatility. In other words, it's crazy volatile, but that then can be used in any option calculator online to calculate how much is that really worth in the hand now. And it turns out that assuming those numbers, a rule of thumb is that when you grant options at the current fair market value, they're more or less worth the fair market value per share. And so if you're asking someone to take $100,000 a year haircut and salary, you might argue that, well, this number of options is worth $100,000, and I'll agree to issue that for the first year, and then we'll renegotiate. Maybe I'll increase your salary. We'll look at how many options I need to go to give you going forward. Another nice thing about this is it takes into account the share value of the company. So as the company gets more valuable, the options you give out are inherently more valuable. So you don't need to give out as many. So never think that you need to give the 20th person in the same number and kind of options as you gave the first person in. You always want to be saying, what's a fair amount of options to be issuing to this person in this role right now? And when someone else comes in, you go, well, if I hired that person I hired earlier, if I hired them today, here's what I would have given them. So I'll give this new person that same thing today, not what I gave the other person six months ago. Another trap people fall into is looking at the number of options. If you give the employee a sheet of paper and it says they're getting five million options, they might get really excited. Wow, I'm getting five million options. That's awesome. Well, it might or might not be awesome depends on what the company is worth and how many shares are outstanding and you know, what percentage of the company does that represent. In fact, the number really has nothing to do with it. It's all about those ratios. In fact, I ran into this myself. Early on, for tax reasons, I would actually set up a very small total number of shares. And when I went to do an early grant to one of my first employees, I gave them a grant for 100 shares, which was actually a quite generous grant. But they looked at this piece of paper with 100 shares on it, and their face just fell. They were disappointed at this. And I realized I'd missed something important, which is psychology. It really doesn't matter what reality is. Perception is what actually makes the world go round. And fortunately, there was a very easy solution to this. I just went did a quick shareholder meeting, and did a thousand to one stock split. And now I could show him a piece of paper that said i granted him a hundred thousand shares. And he was super happy about that. Now, had I really changed anything? No. It was exactly the same amount of company worth exactly the same amount as it always had been. But the bigger number made him happier. And so I made sure that going forward, I always gave people a number that looked good to them. When you're setting up your stock option plan. Always make sure that it includes a vesting schedule. You never want to give an employee all of their options that they can use right up front. Because let's face it, employees don't always work out. And you want to make sure that you are protected. There's nothing worse than bringing someone in, giving them a big piece of your company, and then six weeks later realizing, wow, this is not going to work out. And you try to send them packing, unfortunately, they're going packing with a big chunk of your company. And that doesn't feel good. So what you want to do is have the options vest. Now, for tax reasons, you want to grant them all at once. The employee wants to know that they're locking in the current low price. So you say, okay, I'm going to give you a million options at today's strike price, at today's fair market value. But you don't actually have the right to use it for a year. And even then, you only get a quarter of it. The standard vesting schedule that we see almost all the time is a four-year vest with a one-year cliff. So you say, here's your grant of options. You can't use any of it for a year, right? Nothing vests for a year. At the end of year one, a quarter of the shares all vest at once, and then the rest vest monthly over the remaining three years until the entire amount has vested, and the employee can now exercise all of their options. But this means that if at some point they're not as valuable, or they quit, or they become uh, problematic within the company, they're only then compensated for the time they were there. Now, you'll want to continue to be doing option grants, all with four-year vesting, every year or two to make sure that they never get to a point where they have all of their marbles, all the shares are fully vested, and now there's not that much holding them there. They might just want to exercise and leave. Another thing to keep in mind is that your stock option plan should support the two kinds of stock options. There's Qualified Incentive Stock Options or ISOs, ISOs, and those can only be issued to employees. And one interesting twist about them is that they have to expire 90 days after the employee leaves your employment. They can last for 10 years otherwise, if they stay employed, you know, you can have a very long window, but as soon as they leave the company, the 90 day clock starts and they either need to exercise or the options are gonna evaporate. The other category is called NSOs, non-qualified stock options and these go to anyone who's not an employee so if you've got board members you've got advisors maybe contractors anyone who's helping the company that you feel you want to compensate with an equity stake in the business non-qualified options are going to be your choice the great thing about options is that when everything goes well it's a big win for everyone Thanks for listening to this episode of Feel the Boot. I hope you found it useful and interesting. And if so, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. I also encourage you to check out our website at feeltheboot.com and our Feel the Boot YouTube channel with video versions of these podcasts. Finally, I would really appreciate it if you would share this information with other entrepreneurs. I'm trying to help as many people as possible. Till next time, ciao.